0: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Cheryl Glass. We come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the last... What? Got that Mamba thing going on there with the awesome shirt. As I said, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Inside Sports Fantasy Football coming up very soon. Once again for season five. If I remember correctly, I'll have to check that because it's been a while. But we will be doing episodes this fall Inside Sports Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well Game Source. And of course, Mr. Smiley down there, you can find him at 47 today at Lakerspaw.com. Plus, as he's grabbing and sound like he's getting more munchies, yeah, absolutely. Lakers snack pack, of course, fitting. He needs that snack because he's had a hard day at work. What's he been working on? You'll find out at Sinblades. Sinblades from the Y.com also as well. course, good job intel. Yes, Joe likes Chuck. Mort Norris never wears Those Just like Chuck Norris, he never wears makeup. Yes, absolutely. No, Chuck
1: Norris just does faceless.
0: <laughs> okay. Talked to John today. Searched to Troy. I said he might show up. Gerald at Lakers fast break. Awesome. I sent out the invite. Is whoever answers the email in our group. So that if they come on in, they come on in. But you can find John McKinley at the John McKinley channel on YouTube. I know he did a stream. As he said, more streams coming because he's streaming away. And you could catch his streams today at the YouTube channel on John McKinley. Go ahead and subscribe today. Our good friends, the Lakerholics. That's Jamie Sweet, who I hope joins us as well, along with Laker Tom, who I want to try and get back on but I don't know what, he, what he's doing. I know he's all over at Laker Tom. We'll try to see if we can get him back on the show because I know a lot of people have been asking for him. So go ahead and check him out today. Maybe I don't if you he call the
1: Wambulance, maybe that'll bring him back.
0: Oh, Maybe, indeed. Devotion says Joe looks fresh off of Catalina Island. Yes, he does. He's got that little bit more of, even more of a tan going there. So go ahead and check out what the guys are doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, if you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe. Please subscribe today. That's right. Hit the little Joe next to the big Joe. The little Joe with the BDIs next to the big Joe with the BDIs. Hit that today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And if you do so, it is sincerely appreciated. And for our East Coast viewers and listeners, we are going to go ahead tomorrow. And for you, Joshua. For you, heavy duty, for you out there that's on the East Coast, and also for our good friend, Mr. Magic Man himself, Sean Grice. We're going to do an earlier episode because he's had a long day today. (sighs) You know, just having a good workout. (laughs) You could go ahead (laughs) and catch uh, our show tomorrow on uh, FIBA basketball. We're going to go ahead and talk World Cup action as per the request of Sean Grice. We're going to do that on the Friday show indeed. So go ahead and check that out at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That's what we're shooting for for tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please go ahead and subscribe so you can get that notification. We're only 71 more subscribers away from the magical 1,000. I get so irritated, guys, when I see that, that video on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel that I put up there with the Sphere. It's over 140,000 views. It's got ads all over. it. Google was so great to put all ads all over that. And in fact, the sphere one down here in the YouTube channel, they put there's that they put that as well because that's gotten 6,000 views. But I ain't getting anything from it. Sean getting anything from it? Joe isn't getting anything from it. And that doesn't happen until you help us out by subscribing today to get us over a thousand. So hopefully we can do that indeed. But it is. The Lakers fast break. And before we get into today's subject, which is Jackson Hayes and what he can and cannot do for the team, we'll see what happens as far as his addition. I want to go ahead and relate some great news because I told you I would give you updates on the situation and the status of Bronny James. And good news is very good news indeed because Bronny James was released today from USC Medical Center. He is at home resting comfortably he is with his family and they've uh, basically said LeBron James in an earlier tweet today how grateful he was for all the support worldwide for him and his family and especially Bronny James and kind of support indeed plus also as well the practicing doctor on duty that took care of Bronny James was also had a quote as well, as far as made a statement and uh, praising the work that was done at the USC Medical Center, successful treatment for the cardiac arrest and the situation that went on with Bronny James. So some good news for Lakers fans, some good news for fans out there that were worried about what was going on. Bronny James, he is home and Bronny James will hopefully be able to be on the road to recovery sooner later indeed but it is the lakers fast break we are glad to have you here a little bit later than usual so truly appreciate you joining us here at the lakers fast break needed to go ahead and get everything sorted out with our schedule so we appreciate you sticking around with us but today's final profile of today's last free agent signing was jackson hayes and jackson hayes On the surface, looks like a really good deal for the Lakers. Veterans minimum, 22 years old, 7-footer, athletic, a lot of upside. What possibly can go wrong? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a reason why he was let go. And as Joe said, it's so funny, the irony in that Mm -hmm. the Lakers now have the 8th, ninth, and 10th pick from the 2018 draft, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just so funny to see all that happening. But you know what? Jackson Hayes, he comes here with a lot of potential, a lot of what if. And here today to talk about the what if are two awesome panelists indeed. First man up, first man here, good man indeed. He's the madman from Chicago. He doesn't get out of Toronto traffic unless he's after a good workout. And also as well, he's here to talk, Jackson Hayes. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, with the awesome Mamba shirt. Good to have you here, my friend. Hope who you got the, who some... the hell is
1: the madman from Chicago?
0: No, Toronto. It's the yeah, madman yeah. from well, Toronto.
1: You might want to edit your brain because you said Chicago.
0: Did I say Chicago? Sorry. <laughs> you so did say, chi- say Chicago. I did say
2: <laughs> Chicago. I'm sorry.
0: The madman from <laughs> Toronto. He just did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead after I was thinking more about you know what his busy day Joe has gotta
2: roll with it though, because you know yes. he could
0: have he could have pulled the No, John no, 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 don't there, you know but... what? No, I you need to call out because I'll tell you what, I was at a, a, a I will place. say this
1: though. Sean does have a second city feel to his <laughs> personality. I I could see him uh, working with
0: no but you gotta if, call it you know, the, if he was born out. in if he
1: was born in the sixties, I could see him working on those shows in Chicago, I, 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 I gotta, you gotta admit.
2: Yeah. I cool. appreciate that. Brother. Maybe you're not that far off.
0: I will <laughs> say this though. Where
2: were you, Jill Cause I was going to guess, I was going to guess where you were based on your yeah. attire.
0: Well, no, but, well, thank you for the compliment on the polo, first off. but Very um, nice. Very uh, nice. I will say, though, I was at a function for my daughter because uh, she mm-hmm. graduated from her internship because she was interning with the Henderson Police Department. So she graduated, got a $100 uh, scholarship that was uh, awarded to her earlier today. So I'm very proud. Uh, and she graduated, and, and she's really looking forward to her senior year in high school. $100? Yeah, well, you know, they just give the kids what, some of the what some is of this? the kids. 1989? Some of, the kids, some of the kids they gave a hundred. Some of the kids they gave a little more. They couldn't
1: give five hundred.
0: Uh, they did. They gave a couple kids five hundred, but she had to participate. You know, and do some other things. what my daughter was working well enough. For the heart she got actually a really high praise from some of the individuals within the Henderson Police Department. Reminds so, me of, the, reminds so, of those
1: promotions that you get five percent off a meal.
0: She's so, a straight-A student, so cut me some slack here. Yes, so well, I'm, not, I'm not
1: blaming you. I'm blaming okay. Matt. <laughs> right.
0: And Jeff, if you want to come on, just hit me up. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. You're always welcome to come on. You know that. Uh, so we can always set something up. But go ahead, Magic Man.
2: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think uh, Rob Riggle is the best Henderson cop of all
0: time. I agree with you on that one. Absolutely. But I just wanted to say during that uh, graduation ceremony that the speaker got up and the first thing she said was, I want to congratulate the, the students that graduated for the 20, 2003 program. And so she started off with that and she never corrected herself and everybody in the room was going, oh man, she didn't say 2023. She didn't say 2023. So it's like, I'm glad you corrected me on that. So we're talking Jackson Hayes, Mr. Mr. Madman for Toronto, the guy that did get out of Toronto traffic for <sighs> some rest. Hopefully for the rest of your day. What mm-hmm. I want to ask you, your thoughts on this? When you heard Jackson Hayes coming to the Los Angeles Lakers signing as a free agent for the veterans minimum, you thought, hmm, pretty good to take a flyer out on him. He might serve to be some usefulness as far as what you can see him doing as a Laker. At least for this season, I'm not sure if he's going to stay with us for a long term, but at least for the season, he might become very useful.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, Gerald. Um, you know, he's t- like he's a backup uh, box center offensively. Like uh, he's a great roller screener cutter. He runs hard. Uh, he'll get a lot of points in in transition based off his lobs and his ability to uh, run the floor. He uses his physicality very well, especially when he's cutting and rolling hard. So, yes, he has a lot of useful tools offensively. One of the big problems I thought that New Orleans basically just let him walk was, uh, hes it's just his limited uh, jump shooting ability is that you have Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, then you possibly throw in a Jose Alvarado or a, a Herb Jones, and then Jackson Hayes really clogs up that lane, and uh, he's very he's very limited with uh, his jump shot. So I, you know, you have to really um, understand what you're getting with him. He's not a three point shooter. He shot a little over a hundred shots his entire career from beyond the arc. That's not his game, Gerald so he's he's going to run, cut, drive hard, and pick up points opportunistically.
0: well you saw there's and that fifty seven of those shots magic was in one year, not this past season but the season before when they tried to see if he could be a stretch five as I mean, Laker Tom tries to envision him as, and he he I know what Laker Tom does when when he's talking about Jackson Hayes as a stretch five, and he sees that. One year, Oh, he shot 35% on 57 attempts. He made 23 pointers. Okay, that's less than one a game, Sean, first off. That's like, you know, almost get that, you know, the shot before halftime. If you took one of those, like every other game, you know, that you could do the same thing. So it just, I think we're, it's a mirage. Laker Tom was like, uh, you know, one of his last appearances on here. He was talking about how Jackson Hayes. He envisioned Jackson Hayes, uh, the, uh, you know, at that in a best case scenario as a, as a stretch five. I think that's asking way too much. I think you're right because of the fact that he did clog up the lane in, in New Orleans because of what you know, Zion. Whenever he's healthy, Brandon Ingram. You've got Jonas Valanciunas. You got you've got individuals there that just do not complement him very well. The thing is, though, with the Lakers, you know, they might be hard-pressed if they don't get a Christian Wood. They might be hard-pressed to decide whether or not they want to go with Rui Hashimura or Jackson Hayes in the starting lineup, which might not make it any better for the Los Angeles Lakers.
2: I think starting Hayes is uh, is obviously an option. You know, up uh, to be frank, it wouldn't be at the top of my list, but... Uh, That it may come to pass where, you know, he does he he's the starting five in the similar way that, you know, Frank Kaminsky was the starting center for the Suns and then or, or the power forward, excuse me, for about. Ten fifteen minutes, and then Jay Crowder would come in so uh if it's that kind of role, I could see that that happening Gerald, but uh you know this is a guy who also you know you know he's only really averaged just a little over a thousand minutes for a couple seasons, Gerald, so it's not as if he's he's used to playing a lot either um like his everything looks good as far as like inside the box. His uh, he shoots well over sixty five percent on his twos. He's above average uh, inside the la- inside the lanes. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's a decent efficiency, but I just I don't think he's the kind of guy you could play thirty to thirty five minutes because I think just just his his body type and the fact that he does have a, does have to play down low and crash the boards. I don't think he's the kind of guy you want to spend a lot of time at the center spot. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers
0: Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes you forced me down i was tied into a chair and i had to watch one thing i would say the matrix resurrections really funny yeah because of all the cutscenes, i could remember what a good movie was like (laughs) (laughs) well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts but once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We are talking Jackson Hayes. Truly glad to have you here. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, also as well as me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching listening. Truly appreciate it. Also here as well, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Also as well, you got to go ahead and hit him up every time as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe. One of the good things I mentioned, I've been hard on the new arrivals in regards to their defense. The defensive rating has not been too pleasing to the eye when you look at all three of the individuals that came before that we've been profiling. But when it comes to Jackson Hayes, this is his forte. It's getting inside, being a rim protector, being someone that's going to go ahead and be a deterrent for anybody trying to drive in the lane. Similar to what we saw, like you in 2020, when it comes to JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, he does have a much better, substantially better defensive rating than the other three individuals for obvious reasons. I want to ask you this though: Should we put him, you know, or utilize him more than what he was being utilized in in New Orleans? Should we even contemplate the thought that he might be in the starting lineup similar to what we got and revisit 2020 all over again?
1: I would say only if AD is injured and we don't sign a big man. It's probably the only way he'll crack the starting lineup. Uh There there are two things that Jackson Hayes does consistently Uh that that are good. One is weak side blocks, meaning they're – He kind of shades to whatever ball handlers go into the basket and he'll come in on the weak side and block shots. The other is face up to whomever he's playing against. And if they don't get a step on him, he usually is pretty consistent in blocking the shot or deterring the shot. Unfortunately, those are really the only two areas. He's got some consistency in now looking at the scouting report. Coming out of college, um, the pros were he's a strong finisher. He's fairly good at defending. Makes sense. They use the word gifted shot blocker. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he does have that ability. And obviously he's got it. He's a good athlete and he does have somewhat of a motor. The cons are he he needs to figure out a face up game, which he has not Needs to improve his free throw shooting, which, uh, you know, 71% for his career, I guess it's not bad for a center, but it's not great either. Uh, Needs to improve his passing, his rebounding, can be undisciplined sometimes, and then, of course, uh, needs to add strength because he is kind of frail. Uh, What's what's puzzling to me with those stats is how the hell did he get picked so high? Those are really bad negatives for someone to get picked in the top 10. Go ahead, Sean.
2: Yeah, you're right, Joe. You remember on draft night he was traded to the New Orleans Pelicans for DeAndre Hunter. They, the basically what happened was, it, do you remember who picked DeAndre Hunter? Do you remember what hat he was wearing on draft night?
0: I'm it was sorry, the was Los Angeles question? Lakers.
2: It was the Los Angeles Lakers hat. That's right. That's right. Because, and, but
0: then it, because of the AD trade. <sighs>
2: And, you know, let's not get into that ridiculous stuff. But, I, I, yes, so Hunter ended up wearing the Lakers hat, but the pick ended up going to New Orleans. But New Orleans traded Hunter for Jackson Hayes. And we all see what's come of that now. Hunter himself has had some injury problems as well, Gerald, but he has been a more productive player than Jackson Hayes. Oh, absolutely when they're both healthy, just as a point, that was a trade that David Griffin
0: made. And you're right, search 2019 draft, 2019 draft, not the 2018. I said earlier, so you're absolutely right on that, but yeah, it's so funny though, as Joe has mentioned that the Lakers now have from the 2019 draft, the eighth, ninth and 10th picks, and then totally erasing one part of the Anthony Davis trade in the process. So, and actually erasing another part of it, this past season by finishing ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans, thus nullifying the swap. Your thoughts on that, Joe? I mean, I take great pleasure in the fact and, that and the
1: Lakers could have <laughs> Lakers could have got the best athlete in the draft if they had just taken a shot there and it would have been even bigger. But anyways, I digress. I I don't I I, I would like to think that if Jackson Hayes is going to be a benefit for this team it's going to be in sustaining whatever lead we have going into the second quarters and fourth quarters when he's coming off the bench I don't see him as a starter in any way other than major injuries during the year or some kind of load management for for uh for any of the bigs uh I don't I don't the one thing I don't like that I discussed on the last show is there's been rumblings from Pelican uh fans that he's not very bright Uh, You can fix attitude, but a lot of times you can't fix smarts. So if you're going to be playing with LeBron James, who is known to be a very intellectual player, which sometimes his decision making are kind of suspect, which I think it's kind of overblown in my end. I'm not trying to insult LeBron, but it's just what I've seen. Uh, You know, he's going to quickly hear it from him one way or the other. But. Again, it's nice to have someone that's going to be a weak side shot blocker other than AD. So that's kind of what I'm looking at here. If he can play 10 to 15 minutes a game, uh, getting a block or two every now and then, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, It's just a matter of, is he going to give up so much on the offensive side that the the, the few blocks he has, are are they going to be worth it? We're going to find out.
0: But the thing is, my friend, the Lakers have tried to repeat twenty twenty on more than one occasion since twenty twenty. Mm. Andre Drummond, two years ago, last year. Who do we? Who was starting at center in training camp? When? How did?
1: How is getting Drummond a trying to no, bring, bring back? Because you're trying to
0: put a big seven footer that can't shoot or stretch the floor right there mm. alongside AD. That's what oh. And then last year we tried to do the same thing again in training camp. If if I'm not mistaken,
1: do it. Mm-hmm. How how was that?
0: Who did we start? Who we try to start? Sean in center.
2: Oh God, Gerald.
0: You say it. Go ahead. Oh, no, you say it. No, you say it. Uh.
1: I just want to hear you both say it.
0: Okay. Well. Uh, the reason why I say it is because, again, the, it's the Lakers' fascination with trying to go ahead and start a big alongside. Mm. Yeah, a big alongside Same Anthony Davis, which is right, which is what you should do. But, unfortunately, that's, that's the problem. When the Lakers, they need to find the right players that complement Anthony Davis. Uh, and, again, you know, it, Damian Jones was not the answer last year. I mean, Damian hey. Jones was a guy that, that, as you saw in training camp, he was picked at the starter. He started the exhibition games, if you're not mistaken. And he stunk so yes, badly. He, did. He's, he was so terrible as the guy playing off of AD because you wanted to replicate so badly the JaVale-McGee-Dwight-Howard combo at the five it stunk so badly with Damian Jones there that he never found a place in the rotation ever again. He was quickly moved out of the way because they saw how bad it was getting at the start of the season. So the thing is, do we, we want a five alongside AD, but the problem is these days, I don't think any longer, Joe and Sean, that we can have someone that's a non shooter five no. alongside AD. I think that's the problem because AD, when it worked, in 2020, in the bubble, ad was a an effective enough shooter from the mid-range and three-pointer area. He was effective enough to be able to you know stretch the floor even just a little bit with JaVale or Dwight Howard down there. Now you've seen AD's numbers totally tail off, so that's a part of the reason why Drummond and Damian Jones have not found the answer, have not been the answer for the Lakers as far as being that five. But we do need to find a five. Unfortunately, Joe and Sean, and I'll go back to you, Joe, on this. I just don't think that, you know, Jackson Hayes as a starting center is going to work out if they try that. And I know they will try that. I absolutely know if we don't get Christian Wood or a stretch five in there, that's exactly what they're going to do. Well,
1: that's, that's the confusion on my part is I don't, think they were trying to replicate 2020 using Drummond or Damon Jones. Uh, that's That would be clueless if you thought that was what, what it was. I think they got those guys because that's what was available. Uh, if they get, even if by getting, let's say, a Christian Wood, even that's not a replication because Javell McGee was not a player that was going to draw a offense out. He was strictly there to do his 10 and 15 minutes to solidify the defense, solidify continuity and consistency with the starting lineup, and then adapted whomever they put in there, whether it was him or Dwight Howard, or shifting over Anthony Davis to 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 play against what that whatever team they needed to play against. What's also <clears throat> going to help this year is we are going to have a better perimeter defense uh, by getting uh, Gay Vincent. That's one getting Prince. That's another. Those are, I'm sorry, Prince is, is he's not a very good defensive player, but at least he's, he's that's going to be the focus. That's what, what we're going to put him in there for. Uh, whether he succeeds or not is going to be the question. And then, of course, what he does do well is he will, if he's open in the corners, we have a high probability that he's going to make those shots versus what we had in the last year um yeah i don't i don't see any replication in in the sense of what they how they're going to play in 2020 but i do see a replication in that there is a there is a youth movement here that could help us uh have enough depth to sustain an 82 game season so that the veterans are fresh for the playoffs
0: so you say that joe so how does jackson hayes fit in that mix you said that you were only going to give him about 15 to 20 minutes game because he averages only 16 minutes a game in his entire NBA career which coming into his fourth season Every, that's almost, not very good almost everyone on this, this team season, this season yeah,
1: yeah almost everyone on this team and this is very very important to explain to this team at training camp that everyone here other than maybe four guys which would be LeBron, A.D., uh, Reeves and uh, D'Angelo Russell. Everyone here is really a 10 to 15 minute player. Maybe a, one of them will be a 20 minute player, but we need everyone to really understand what their role is and to do as much as they can because if you play someone like Jackson Hayes for 20, 25 minutes, you're going to be in major problem. You're going to have major problems. Uh, Gabe Vincent uh, showed a lot of promise, especially someone who wasn't drafted. But we saw kind of what happened when he played against really, really good perimeter players in Denver, and he kind of got smoked. So we got to be careful with that one as well. And Maybe he might be one of those guys that improves from that. That that could happen, so that's a positive there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell its going to come down to, is D'Angelo Russell going to just help us during the regular season and maybe a a couple of playoff series like he did last year, but then once he starts playing the really, really good teams – towards the finals uh, series, maybe that might be what happened, but at least this time we might have players that could cover for him uh, in terms of shot making. So that's it's, – it's such a crapshoot at this point. A lot of these guys were let go, and one of them was Jackson Hayes. I am not a believer in when guys just – when teams just let players go that it's a good thing. That's not a good thing. This is a very hard sport. When you're talented, you don't just get let go. This isn't the NFL where they'll let go of Delvin Cook, who's still in his prime because of whatever. I go, that doesn't that just doesn't happen in the NBA. If you're really good in the NBA, you're not only going to be on a team, but you're going to get paid a lot. And that's, that's usually how it works. So Darvin Ham has... One thing that Darvin, Ham's, Darvin Ham has this year that he didn't have last year is peace of mind. He doesn't have to worry about, oh, my God, how am I going to tell someone, i.e., Russell Westbrook, that he needs to sit on the bench. And what happens when we lose and it's because of him? How is the locker room going to be? None of that's going to happen this year. If someone stinks, it's going to be a veteran minimum type guy, guy that got let go like like a Jackson Hayes or a uh, – Prince. And now those are a little bit easier to kind of wrangle in because they're not they're not future Hall of Famers. That's a good thing. So he can focus on putting together a good team. And if people don't want to play ball the right way, then. 86 of them.
0: There you go. Absolutely, indeed. Once again, it is Joe Sorrow and Magic Man Sean Grice. It is Gerald Glassford. It's here, Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much again for watching, listening. We are discussing Jackson Hayes and the contribution that he makes. Magic Man, I'll ask you now. When it comes to Jackson Hayes, what are you, is the best case scenario for you? What is, if everything goes right as far as the guy that was, you know, by all intents and purposes, dumped, dumped. By the New Orleans Pelicans, just not thought of very well at a guy that they picked in the top 10 of the NBA draft not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Already a guy that's like 23 years old, gonna be 23 years old, still got the prime of his career way in the front view, way in the distance. He's still got his prime way ahead of him. They already let him go. What is the best case scenario for you, my friend, for Jackson Hayes?
2: Gerald, uh, uh, you know, he's a hard worker and, you know, he comes from good stock. His father was Jonathan Hayes, who played tight end in the NFL for the Chiefs and the Steelers. Uh, His mother was the uh, Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year in college. So he comes from uh, a bloodline of really, really good athletes. So I don't think it's a matter of him not being able to stay on the floor, I think what's what's going to uh, maybe keep him or uh, be an obstacle for him is if, um, like uh, it was earlier said by himself that he spoke with Darvin Ham and Coach Ham told him that he had a specific role in mind for Jackson Hayes. And I guess they, they have an understanding with one another about that. So if Hayes plays that role, Gerald, I think optimistically the, the best for Jackson Hayes would be, you know, probably oh, maybe a hair under 20 minutes per game. He's averaging, you know, 10 and a half, 11 points, five boards, a couple assists, a uh, block and a half, you know, he's shooting over 60% from the field, I think. That would be a great season for Hayes and for the Lakers. If he's playing, if he can play 16 minutes as a backup center, that's a lot of minutes. That's doing your job. So that's what I see him as.
0: Sean went. I'll say this: search and destroy. When Sean is in the booth with me, working, manning the uh, the, the controls and helping out with the chat, it leaves me a lot more time to go ahead and get rid of trolls. So that's all I'll say. So once again, it is the Lakers I, fast break. Go ahead, Sean. I, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Gerald, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm multifaceted for you. I'm like a Matthew Slater. I'm your Matthew Slater. You can put me on offense. You can put me on defense. You can put me on special teams.
0: Oh, well, there you go, indeed. But uh, I do want to ask you, though, before I bring it back to Joe, Jackson Hayes, again, you told me about what the, the scenario, best case scenario is for you. What's the most realistic for you? I mean, I, I'd say, again, I've, I'm like Joe. 15 minutes, 20 minutes to game coming in late for late first quarter, early second quarter. I talked about a, a scenario where he's in the lineup with Prince LeBron and one of three guards that, you know, you put two or three guards out there. You could say AR, you could do D'Angelo, but most likely Gabe Vincent. So I've got Gabe Vincent, AR LeBron, Jackson Hayes, giving you some depth and inside. And then of course, going with Torian Prince while Rui's on the bench. Your thoughts on that type of lineup. Do you think that was something that Ham might roll out in the second quarters?
2: I think that's very possible, Gerald. Yes. Considering the fact that I I think it's going to be interesting if if Ham really thinks that somebody like um, Vando and Hayes can play together because I think what's going to end up happening, Gerald, is either Vando's in the starting lineup or Hayes is in the starting lineup if, if you're going to uh, surround Hayes with the uh, shooters uh, off the bench. Um, I, I think that it would – I think – yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you can't – you can't play – it's like we said. You can't play a non-shooter beside AD. That's not going to happen anymore. So – Um, it looks as though that's going to have to be taken care of uh, internally rather than looking for somebody on the outside. Unless he should not be named, um, it's still an option. But, I mean, as the days roll on, I'm not sure why people keep bringing up his name. It's becoming less and less. It's like watching that – it's like shooting that flare – and watching the boat just go by. That's what Christian Wood is at this point. Every team has sent out a flare for him, but he's just got to go into that direction. It's up to him.
0: We're trying to avoid that four-letter word, W-O-O-D, but it's getting harder harder, especially on a day when we talk about a better option than Jackson Hayes starting at center. Joe, though, again, unless we get Wood or some alternatives, that's going to help. Biombo is just a worse version of Jackson Hayes. If we get B- Bismack Biyombo on the team, Joe, I think that really does not help your team going forward. I, I just, I only see that as an injury replacement. But then again, if you're playing, you talked about play, if you played Jackson Hayes more than 15 to 20 minutes a game, you're in trouble. If you play Bismack Biyombo with his 37% free throw shooting, I more than 15 minutes a game, I really think you're in trouble. Well, y- <laughs> he's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Will it matter is going to be the question because we know Darvin Ham loves his three-guard lineups. It might not matter anyways. Um, look for the three-guard lineups with Rui and AD primarily, especially if uh, if LeBron is sitting when LeBron sits, I would almost guarantee you there's going to be a three-guard lineup. And uh, I hope those guys can make shots. That's all I'm going to say on that. However, the Lakers, I don't, I don't think we really understand how amazing having guys like AD and LeBron on the team are. I mean, we're talking about a team that was barely making it, barely made it in the playoffs, had two injured stars, One is on the decline. The other is kind of teetering in between an MVP and just being good. And they still made it to the Western Conference Finals. It's it's hard to really gauge what what this team really is. If you're going to go by results and forget about whatever lineup they had from game one to the last game they played, you look at it as, dude, this team was eight wins away from winning a championship. Eight. That's it. Just eight. And we have to say that this is going to be a better team than it was last year. So if you're telling me this is going to be a better team this coming year, let's just say LeBron didn't lose a step. He obviously has lost a step from what he was, but let's say he's the same player in 2024 as he was in 2023. This is a better team. Does that mean they go to the finals now? It's going to probably depend on health and how team chemistry comes together. And that's the good part. That's the good part. And we don't need Jackson Hayes and Gabe Vincent and, Prince and Reeves to play all-star type ball. We need them to do their job.
2: And those guys playing together complement each other's skills. A box center with a volume three-point shooter off the bench. Joe's right. Both guys doing their job there. Well, so we got the starting five. Those two, that's a seven-man rotation. Uh, you add in Gabe Vincent, that's eight. Uh, you know what? You start feeling pretty good about about where the depth is going. Plus, we're we're st- Gerald. I think uh, Max Christie really uh, holds a key here again with Hayes with Reddish. Somebody's gonna have to find chemistry with these guys. It's likely gonna be him. So. Uh, it, it, it looks as though there's going to be a lot of experimentation with lineups. Like I would, personally, uh, in training camp and especially in practice, playing different guys together. Especially with Christy Hayes, Reddish, you, you're you're trying to find out how do the all these skills put together to to become you know one of the because on paper, right now the Lakers have like a a potential for a top five bench mob. They really do. It's just, if, if can every player play their role to the best of their ability.
0: I agree with you on that. Can every, but it just seems to me you got to make sure that the matchups are working in your favor. And uh, I will say this, Joe, uh, you know, when it comes to what Sean was saying, I think you got to be careful with some of these matchups, especially with some of these, trying to integrate some of these new players into the mix, because, With Cam Reddish, excellent if he's working with LeBron, who I would always have him with because LeBron is the perfect complementary player for him because the fact that LeBron always wants to rebound and push that ball up every single time up he can. And definitely accentuating his strengths. Same thing with Jackson Hayes. I would love to go ahead and see Jackson Hayes predominantly with LeBron because LeBron can set him up and actually get him involved I'm worried if we're, you know, any, let me ask you this, Joe, is there anyone else do you think will, will keep Jackson Hayes involved? Maybe AR a little bit, maybe D'Angelo a little bit on some lobs, but outside of that, you have to go ahead and keep him involved and interested in the game forever. How many minutes he's in there? I haven't
1: seen him involve himself in normal offensive sets. I'm I'm not really looking for him to be anything other than a, weak side shot blocker and a guy that can actually play a little bit of perimeter defense with in front of the guy that he's playing. And I, I even saw him play, you know, keep his feet in front of him uh, against smaller guys. I don't see anything else other than that. Uh, there is a, there is a positive there in that when you need to play that way, you have someone that can execute it, but that's not going to be a 48 minute issue. It's going to be that 10 to 15-minute run where you're playing a particular team where that makes sense, where you know you can leave your guy uh, to double team and possibly block shots once they penetrate the paint. Those are the type of things that Darvin Hamm is going to need to teach him, and he's also going to need to understand that he might have a lot of DNPs and that would be coach's decision at the end, not because he stinks or whatever. Do you think it's, that's
0: a failure for the for him? Although, again, it's the veterans' minimum. So, what have you got to lose? Yeah,
1: no. Well, it's the, the only thing you got to lose is is he going to pout? Is he going to be disappointed? Is he not going to understand his role? These guys all got signed because they are young and ha- and have little skills that you can plug in in certain situations. It's paint by numbers, if I had to use a kind of a general term. It's going to work if everyone buys in, which means starvingham is going to need to mentally get these guys in it.
0: Great go. question, though, by Kurt, though. Do you think, uh, and I'm going to tip before I send it back to Sean, do you think he'll stay in the straight and narrow on the court? Because you see he just got out of a bad situation in the confrontation with police at the LAX airport here. What was it 2021, Sean, or 22? Was it last year? Sean? Was passed, it last year? No,
2: no, Gerald? That was, was 2021.
0: 20, 20, 21. Okay, okay. 21. yeah, he yeah. S- he settled at 22. That's right. Yes, yes, at, yeah.
2: That was, that was unfortunate. You know, he pushed a police officer against the wall. Oh and he's gosh. just, he's lucky that that's all that happened to him. It could have been a much worse situation pushing a cop. Having having worked in that uh, field, I wouldn't advise pushing a police officer in any shape or form. Well, it sounds like
1: he pushed a police officer in the one place he probably could because they're so scared over there, which is L.A.
0: Well, he I was mean, there were times to deal yourself to everyone. <laughs> if you if you push a
1: cop in any other city other than that toilet San Francisco or LA, you're going to jail and you're going to be in trouble. But over there you could probably take a leak on a cop and not not have anything happen to you.
0: You never you always know when at Sean in the movies where they have that situation where they're always looking for the guy and you go to the train station at the airport and they have that like photo of the whoever it is they're trying to find, I can see that for for the you know the security officers and the police with like a picture of Joe, and it's, it's like, if you see this man, give him hell.
1: I will tell you this: if I was the cop and he pushed me, I'd probably not have a job.
2: <laughs> no, Joe Joe Sora would not have a job, ladies and gentlemen. That's, That's probably why. I mean, I was solici-
1: <laughs> I I was solicited to be a cop since I was twenty years old. Uh, one of my Really good friends, Vinny, he used to always call me Joey. He's from New York and was a cop in Florida. He used to say, Joey, you don't do drugs. You've you got the size. you got the look. You're perfect for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him, I said, Vince, I said, I, I, I usually do the right thing almost every time I go. But I don't know how I would react in that one instance down the road if if it was something involving some child that got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd go. I, I'd probably do the right thing because I always usually do. But I said, there's always that thought in my head that makes me feel like that scene in uh, in in the Bronx Tale when when uh, Sonny uh, closes the door and tells the bikers, "Now you can't leave." <laughs> 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 and then at the same time, there's politics involved. You know, that's probably more the reason. Is I'm not a political guy, even though I do sound like I have. Uh, an idea of kind of what, how things should be. Um,
2: Oh, (laughs) but
1: it's, it's not.
2: It's for, it's, it's, uh, uh, leaving me right now, Gerald, what was the name of the X-Men who like, he could like just bolt through like uh concrete and what was his name? Juggernaut? Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Joe would be a juggernaut with a union. I'm just, I'm just letting everybody know right now. That man would be a juggernaut, but I digress. I wanted to say this, though, before we head out. Uh, Adam, I self-censored myself. Gerald did not censor my comment. Oh, yeah, I put about, it out in the uh, comment. Uh, right? About about the Denver Nuggets depth being thinner than a Trojan condom. I, I'm,
0: <laughs> I I'm, didn't I'm, see that. That's a good yeah, one. I didn't yeah, see that.
2: Yeah, I'm I really the one who censored myself because I don't want this man to get demonetized. But oh, that, we're, fi- that, that's, we're, that's fring- we're we're figuring we're we're figuring out the language barrier here okay. and kind of what we could get away with. So I wasn't sure if that comment was going to be appropriate or not. But this it's is the kind of quick. It's like yeah, if people are going to come in here, that is the quick wit you are going to get. I well, do me- not show any mercy to anybody who wants to come into our house and think they could push us around.
0: Now, Agent Harris, and thank you so much for watching, Agent Harris. Appreciate it. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, It is Joe Soro, along with Sean, matching Man Grice. want to ask you this. Agent Harris uh, actually has a good point. Uh, they think that the Lakers have a smart formula. They're surrounding the veterans with young, high-energy players, which you have mentioned, Joe. You've mentioned this. And before I get it back to Sean with something that I bring up, it's kind of concerning to me when it comes to Jackson Hayes. I do agree with, with with Agent Harris that actually it is a good idea to surround those two older veterans with some young legs, so and especially if you are dependent on transition, which is a great part of the Lakers' game, if they're doing well, getting to the free throw line, getting those foul calls because you know they're not great in in the half, in the half court. That's actually really good to get those young legs in there to see what will happen.
1: That's what that's what this was set up for. Bring young legs in, put them in spots that they where their strengths are, and let Darvin Ham convince them that they're a a little cog in this huge vehicle that needs to go to a championship. And that's, that's really what it is. It's it's not rocket science this year, guys. It's not, they don't have to deal with or think about what they've been doing the last year and a half. They have, it's clear now. It's a clear focus. Uh, A couple of these guys are not going to be able to handle it. A few of the guys might surprise us. And then there's going to be guys that are coming in that are expected to do something and show up as well. So think of it that way. Got, there's going to be players that are going to do exactly what they were brought in to do. Then you got the guys that surprise, and then you got the guys that disappoint. Those three are all going to happen. So be prepared. We, we, we've assumed and uh, guessed on who those guys might be, and maybe some of them will surprise us. Maybe some of them will disappoint us. But one thing you cannot deny is that Rob Polinka has put together the team that needed to be put together, and now it's Darvin Hammond, the player's duty to to do their job.
0: When you look at the stats and you look at the overall questions on Jackson Hayes, and I think Joe got it right when he was talking about when you go to the fan sites and the fan forums for New Orleans and they tell you why that they're not exactly – overcome with emotion when it concerns the departure of Jackson Hayes. Look at the statistics there, Sean, look at the statistics under the blocks. This guy is supposed to be your seven foot young center athletic, supposed to be your rim protector. The guy never even averaged a block per game. That concerns me. That concerns me a lot. Now the defensive rating sort of makes up for that because compared to the rest of the league, it's, average to maybe even a little bit slightly above average but the block shots which is what you pay him the money for my friend I'm gonna get you off mute here unfortunately that's not a pretty sight if he can't even get you a block a game
2: no it's 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 terrible Gerald Uh, that tells me
0: about the defensive awareness could even be worse than what we saw from Obama
2: yeah, uh, it, unfortunately, there's that potential there because uh, it's awful uh, per 36. It's le- just barely one and a half for per. So you're supposed to be a vertical center who can be a rim deterrent, hopefully, uh, but you can only average a block and a half per 36. I agree, Joe. A little concerning, a little concerning when you get into the weeds with him. Um, but again, maybe.
0: But he never maybe, plays 36 minutes in the game, so that really doesn't help you.
2: No, it does. It doesn't. So his he, he averages
0: he, half that, that. yeah, it's barely a block. Do the math. It's, yeah,
2: it's barely a block. So it's gonna. It's that will be an issue, I think. So again, I think just going hearkening back to what uh, Jackson Hayes said himself from the horse's mouth. Um, there's a specific role in mind that Ham has for him. And obviously, they've had that discussion. And I think at this point in time, it's just up to Jackson Hayes to fulfill his commitment to playing that role, Joe. If he does that, I think he'll finish up the season with the Lakers. If for some reason it doesn't work out, as you stated before, it's just a it's just a, basically a one-year tryout contract. Because uh, if he plays really well, he's not going to opt in. Um, so... I mean, it's a, it's basically audition. It's an audition for Hayes.
0: And I think he is a step up from Damian Jones. I think he is a step up from some of the other fives that we've had there. I think almost as well. He, in some ways can maybe with his athleticism, if he uses the right Joe, he can actually play better than what you get at times than what we've seen. Even with Drummond, because I know Drummond, you know, he just wasn't a good fit with the Lakers as far as how they played, but when it comes to what Agent Harris was saying earlier, as far as how the young guys, you know, if they, they could be mit, met into and and transformed into Ham's system, could be a really good fit for what the Lakers really need. I just worry, though, my friend. We've been poking holes into each and every one of these free agent acquisitions over the four, past four days, and I've actually purposely done that because I want to make sure we all thought, hey. Rob has hit another home run. Rob has hit another deal. A great. Well, let's read between the lines here. Let's let's look at the through the tea leaves. Let's get a closer look at this. Let's do a deep dive to make sure is it still a good fit. And in some ways, it is. On many, all these guys each have gifts and and actually pluses that we can utilize if done properly. I'm worried though. Can is ham the right coach to go ahead and bring and accentuate out each of the positives of all four of these new additions to the Lakers team. Joe, Joe,
1: I don't know yet. Oh, we're we're going to know. We're going to know probably within the first month. I just, I don't see how this team isn't going to play well though, because of the fact that they played well with most of these guys, not here. The the young, Gabe Vincent's, Prince's and Jackson Hayes like I, they're not upgrades, but they're better talent coming in, on top of what the Lakers were doing with the talent that they signed back like Rui and and, and Austin Reeves. It's just not. It's it's not going to be a two and ten start. It's not. It's probably going to be closer to an 8-4 and start this time because there is this peace of mind where they're not dealing with a negative that's just gnawing at their neck, not knowing what's going on. Everything in basketball, especially in a locker room of only 15 guys, if one of those guys is just jacking things up, if you don't believe me, I'm sure you some all the people in the Golden State can tell you how much of a cancer Jordan Peele was. I mean, he destroyed their whole season. So we're not gonna have that. We are not going to have that for the first time in two seasons to start the season. And that's a good thing. It's a heck of it's a really good thing. And this team will play better. Uh, If Darvin Ham can go next level in his coaching, that will help. But I'm just looking for whatever Darvin Ham was doing in the playoffs. That's it. I'm I'm not asking him to do anything else. If somebody like Jackson Hayes or Gabe Vincent or Cam Reddish or whomever is supposed to be better this year, they don't want to play better. That's on them. Lakers have very favorable contracts if they need to unload something to get maybe a veteran player that a team can't pay for, doesn't want to pay or whatever, we have that option too. Rob Palenka put this team together as as well as he could have put it together. It's now the player's job, even more so than Darvin Ham, to come in and understand their roles, understand they have the best superstar since Magic Johnson, telling them, I'm getting you the ball. And you have Anthony Davis, who doesn't get caught up in the who's this team and who's that team, and is he getting enough credit? It's one of those things where I don't think he gets enough credit for for being as amazing of an athlete as he is, as amazing as a basketball player he is. It goes right in line with guys like Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Those guys don't get enough credit for being those guys. It helps just as much than their talent as well. When they understand that they're not letting ego or who's who, you know, on the team get in the way of things. So you are if you come in and you cause a problem, I know it's not from LeBron and and AD. Those guys want to win. And those guys, guys like LeBron want you to be open to make shots. It's been a 21 year. It's going to be a 21 year career where he's done that. So you can't say, oh, well, this guy's selfish. You won't pass. This is LeBron James. He's going to get you the ball if you get it open. And if you make the shots, he will keep giving it to you. That's it.
0: So that's what basically we're talking about when it comes to Jackson Hayes. It's unfulfilled potential. And I know Magic Man wanted me to throw this up there. I just read your message, uh, Sean. I was like, you know, with our email trails, it's like, oh, got to go one. Got to go through another. Oh, you put this on there. So, again, close range. Obviously, with his height and skills and advantage and athleticism, Sean obviously going to shoot very well. From outside, all that is what you see there. Virtually all of that, any success, is from that one season, two seasons ago. So basically, it's a persona non grata when it comes to outside. So he is going to be an interior five. If you try to make him something that he's not, it's just going to end up badly, as we're seeing – with like, for instance, with how Vando was, Vando was not an outside shooter. We tried to force him outside when Gabriel was not an outside shooter, so we tried to force him outside to try to have him shoot threes and see how it went. That, that as of now, I that wouldn't didn't say work. it's a
1: force though, Gerald. I, it's it's not a, really a force, it's a necessity in today's NBA. Well, it
0: mm-hmm. was, but we were trying to put him out th- when Gabriel. We tried to, we knew he was. Well, I shoot wouldn't know uh,
1: when Gabriel was. Uh, I don't know if. Vando
0: could eventually become a a corner shooter. He just wasn't ready for it yet. Well, putting,
1: putting, putting, bringing in Prince kind of somewhat gives you that offense that Jared couldn't give you, right? So Jared's defense, Prince is the offense, making those corner shots. They're going to try to balance that out as best they can. And that's what they did there. The, the intriguing player. There, there are really two players right now, if I had to pick, that could make a huge difference. Number one, is Austin Reeves going to improve? Meaning, is he going to go from a 17-point-a-game player to 20-to-21? If he does that, you have your third star. And, and of course, maintain his percentages, which is 40% from three and you know ball handling and all that. So you have a third star there in him. And then you have... Uh, uh, jeez, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh,
0: we'll help you uh, out, Max Christie,
1: sorry, sorry, Max Christie. So Max Christie is probably the biggest X factor. If he comes in and has improved to be a rotational player, meaning he's going to play decent defense and make open shots like the three pointers that changes a lot that might be enough
0: and supposedly i heard the other day that they weren't allowed to sign him or to a four three or four year contract because of what they signed lonnie walker to at the time so they were only allowed to do so much with him i don't know if that is 100 percent the case but that was what i heard well it makes the- sense right
1: why would they why wouldn't they have signed up to four years when they well,
0: remember they did the previous time with tht though yeah, they but I don't are, think
1: they I don't think they thought of THT being what he ended up becoming. Max Christie, there was a lot of positiveness in being able to get him when they got him. THT was I didn't we didn't know if he was going to be good.
0: Well, I do want to ask you though, Sean, when it comes to the four new additions that we got, which is Jackson Hayes, which is Tarian Prince, which is Gabe Vincent. And you know, obviously, the entire the four guys that were brought in to go ahead and take care, and Cam Reddish, of course. I want to ask you this though. I was th- telling in the chat that if we get two, if we can hit on two, for as regular parts of the rotation that are complementary, but are a positive, more than likely a positive every time out for the Lakers as far as on the plus minus scale. I think that's a win for the Lakers. I think that's you know something that if you get two of the four guys that you brought in, whether it's Vincent Reddish or whether it's uh, you know Prince and Hayes, if you can get two of the four guys that you brought in here to be regular rotation players that give you a boost and give you a positive more times than not, I think that's a win for the Lakers. You're on mute, my friend. I got you. I got you. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Thank you,
2: I do too. I I agree, Gerald. And that specific number I I had in mind as well too. If uh, look, you can't hit on you can't expect uh, an executive to hit on every flyer he takes, trying to surround a championship team. But Gerald's right. If you can hit on half of them, or or more than you miss, then it's a plus. Gerald's right.
0: 100%. Oh yeah, if you hit on three or four or four. four.
2: It's a plus. So you don't expect them all to pan out. It never works out that way. It's just, um, you know, many are called, fewer chosen in the NBA. That's just the way this game is. It's highly competitive. There are only 450 spots plus, uh, you know, about 65 to 72 ways, three ways. So this is a highly competitive um sports and i expect gerald that at least two of the guys are paying out if i had to say right now i'd put my strongest money on uh, gabe vincent and torian prince actually uh carving out and playing significant roles i'd like to think hayes uh in what he's being asked to do can do that as well but i mean just you never know gerald but uh, you know, I think uh, if you were going to rate them, I would say Vincent should have the biggest impact. Torian Prince would be number two. Jackson Hayes, number three. And then I just, I think Cam Reddish should just slotted in that fourth spot, Gerald, because there are just other players that the Lakers uh, have either invested significant money or want to see more of. AK Max Christie, Maxwell Lewis, uh, JHS, rather than Cam Reddish, who's had three separate auditions for NBA teams at this point, Gerald, and nobody's decided to resign him. Um, he's probably going to have to work the hardest of all four of these players to get the most out of his contract.
0: Joe, so I ponder the same question with you, my friend. When it comes to what you see here, again, I'm assuming it's going to be two of the four that are going to give good, positive contributions to the team. We're lucky if we're going to get three of the four, and if we get all four, that means you've got a deep roster and a deep bench, which is absolutely would be the best-case scenario for the Lakers. Your thoughts on how many guys will hit and who will hit, in your opinion, this upcoming season of the four new additions?
2: Who's
1: going to hit? Uh, I see Gabe Vincent hitting and I see Max Christie hitting. So that means if we have Austin Reeves, Rui, D'Angelo, Anthony Davis, LeBron James doing what they do, you're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're going to have seven players that are, are going to be your solid rotation. But during the regular season, that go, it's likely to go to eight to nine when you have Vanderbilt and Prince involved there as well with Hayes being the other guy. Um, and I haven't even talked about Cam Reddish. I, I, it's going to be a revolving door of matchups. It's going to be a lot of analytics and skill sets. That's why it's going to be very important for these guys to understand that there might be times where they won't play in certain games. So they can't pout, they can't whine. They need to understand their roles. Because if they do, then this team is going to play very, very well. They will win 50 games, as long as there isn't any major injuries to AD and LeBron. And the Lakers will have a very good shot at going and winning a championship. Because I do think Denver will come down a notch because of uh, championship hangover. Uh, and I say this because I've seen it happen a lot. The last five NBA champions have all been single NBA champions. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened for a very, very long time. I believe since. Seventies. Since 87,
2: 86, 85, 84,
1: 82. 70 74, 75, 76, 77. No, 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 no. I already know this. No, I already know this. Don't, don't ever correct me again. I'm just kidding. Yes, you should.
0: <laughs> Magic <laughs> okay. man. I just he, wanted
1: to see he, Magic's face because I haven't said that kind of stuff to him yet.
0: He just he like, says it to me.
1: It's like that Jack Nicholson in The Shining
2: look. It's almost as if you don't if you don't get an ash chewing by Joe, it's it's a bad sign. Well, oh, yeah, it is because I like
1: to mess with people. Sometimes. I know you
0: do. I never knew that. <laughs> it, it
1: makes me feel good. It's that narcissist part of my. <laughs> I,
0: I still love the day that that somebody called you, thought they were trolling you, and thought they were insulting you by calling you a narcissist, and you totally embraced it on the air. You it's it's very. You it's, took it like a warm blanket. It's very important. It all it's over Very yourself. important
1: to diffuse trolls by bouncing it back to well, them. Was the truth? The truth hurts, but sometimes. He was doing it as a trilogy,
0: it. but you threw it right back in. Well,
1: they, because I don't have feelings that bother me.
2: <laughs> I, I, uh, I must admit, I, I don't know what uh, either of you, you gentlemen are referring to. It must have been absent. That uh, I believe
1: it was. Uh,
0: it was months ago. It was, it was. It was like four or five. What was his name? Not, he hasn't this been this showing is, up for a while. I have no idea. Was really it remember. fried chicken?
1: Yeah, that's it. it was fried fi- chicken. Oh, okay.
0: Fried. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy the guy
0: took off because he's actually. This is our show, folks. Absolutely. It is. But, it, it'll
1: always be our show, but it is the audience's show as well. But if you want to get wise. Lakers
0: Nation doesn't do that. That's if you
1: want to get wise and start thinking you're a big player, a big man, you're going to be in trouble. I We will embarrass you. Yes. we will embarrass you if you're playing that game and i will sleep very well at night doing that that's yes, I, I created that game uh, i <laughs> guess so so and, and, and it's and then of course you know we we're, we're here to entertain and it will be entertaining i think we've been trying to get at laker tom to get back in here and now i'm going to pro- we're going to probably have to start throwing some ribs at him So that he can get his butt over here so we can see him argue with Jamie because it's entertainment. Uh, when you're all into your feelings, it's good until you stop. Yeah, because of your feelings. (laughs)
0: I'll
1: just leave it at that.
0: Well, I'm gonna try and see And and how many times
1: is uh what was what happened again today? Didn't uh Stephen A. Smith walk off set again for the 12th time?
0: Yeah. I, what what did he or was that yesterday? That I don't like, know. Was it, I, I just didn't even catch the highlights.
2: What, what was the walkout this time? I, this I don't somebody, know. I, I didn't, somebody, took his, somebody took his Danish?
1: Maybe somebody showed that video of him trying to box and made fun of him. I don't know.
0: I will say, though, that is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. Again, it's the narcissist, not Lex Luger. It is Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. He's right here for you. you go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. Also, as well, he's got a great company, though. Seriously, it is SimBlades, SimBladesWithAY.com. If you're in the Southern California area and you want to go ahead and get your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, it is Simblades SimBladesWithAY.com. And, of course, Magic Man, Sean Grice, the madman from Toronto. I mistakenly said Chicago. He is here for us After a long day's hard work, that's right, here for us indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I barely said that with a straight face. But it is Gerald Glass. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure you catch the Pop Culture Cosmos. I had to do that for Joe, uh, for John, if he wanted me to go ahead and say that before we end on out. But guys, it's been a great uh, time talking about the four profiles that we had made for our four new free agents overall again, let's go ahead and just one last time reassess how Rob did. I look at it more and I, you know, I, I look beyond the tea leaves. I know I had said a minus a, I'm still thinking B B plus in the a minus in that range. It's, I know it's kind of broad, but I still think it's pretty solid. I think these guys, again, if you get two to hit, I think you've got two good rotation players, Joe, Now that you've had some time to look on it, you've had some time to think about it. You've had some time to realize exactly what how these guys may fit into the puzzle in regards to next season. What are your thoughts, Joe, on this team and the acquisitions? How well do you think Rob did over the summer with these four guys?
1: He did as well as he could have with the the parameters he's given. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt that the biggest, biggest, I should say two of the biggest uh, acquisitions or signings that he did were Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. And getting Austin Reeves at a price that we didn't even think would be possible, that's because Laker fans tend to overrate players too much. Uh, and the other is getting D'Angelo on a deal, essentially a one-year deal. I mean, that that I had no idea. I thought at least it was going to be some kind of a three-year deal for 20 mil per so getting him at a, really a one-year deal and having him waive his you no-trade know, clause due to contractual type stuff that made made it make sense. Boy, that's a great way to start that. And then you you overpay a little bit for Rui, but you're yeah. also paying him to live up to that number. So now you sit him down and go, "Well, Rui, we're going to we're going to invest in you." We're going to invest a little bit more. And that's something I am very familiar with. I learned that little tactic from very good mentors, good people that know how money kind of works, which is you pay someone more than what you need to, but it also gives that person enough of an incentive to really show themselves why they deserve that money. And more often than not, especially if you're good at observing personalities, and we've discussed this with Rui, the fact that after his DNP, he asked for help. Just like someone who's got substance abuse issues, when they first ask for help, they've realized that they have a problem. He realized he had a problem. And he went to the best player on the team to ask, how can I solve this problem? And look at the result. And now... He does what he does. And now you go, you know what, Rui? We're very happy with your progression. We're going to overpay you a little bit because we want you to get better. And if he gets better, woo You add in a little Max Christie action in there, and you add in a little bit uh a little bit of improvement from, from Austin Reeves. That might all that might all be enough of what you need. That might be all you need, honestly, barring any major injuries. That's it. So that's. That's why I think he had a great summer because all the other signings were basically based on the, the, the what money they had left, what options and, and exemptions they had left. There's nothing else you can do there. You know, you can't go get a top-notch center like let's say uh, Brooke Lopez paying him eight million bucks or eleven million bucks. Just what well, that wasn't the case. I'm sure if, if Brooke had called LA and said, I love Disneyland, I will take eight million less to play in L.A., I'm sure he would have been signed instead of Gabe Vincent. Almost guarantee it. But that's not the case. He wanted his other 8-mil, and obviously he's going to stay in Milwaukee where where uh, there's still a, a title contender, especially in the okay. weak-ass East. Yeah, I'm not going to get tricked again. So for those of you who are East Coast, Eastern Conference fans, oh, I'm going to be very harsh on the East until they prove me wrong because this has been a 25-year crap hole conference this is worse than the afc in in the nfl from 1984 to 1997 i mean really come on 25 years do you guys remember that i know sean remembers it yeah every super bowl jesus christ every super bowl 84 (laughs) (laughs) miami gets blown out 85 the patriots get blown blown out out. 86 the broncos get blown blown out. out
2: Eighty-seven, the Broncos, the Broncos get, blown, get blown, out. blown out. I mean, come on, really? And got a little of hey, Joe. And with John Elway's patented wrestle tassel the Denver Broncos lose the Super Bowl fifty-two to 14. 55 to ten in
1: nineteen ninety. You had you had two competitive games really in eighty-eight and in ninety with the Bengals and Niners, and then of course the the Bills missing wide right. And then a band where well, we're back in '91, Redskins blow out the Bills. '92, Dallas blows out the Bills. '93, Dallas blows out the Bills. '94, the Niners blow out uh, the Chargers. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. It, this is this is. It, it's it. Get your act together, East Eastern Conference. Jesus, yeah. you know, the make Chargers. make it worth something. <laughs>
0: We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. We truly appreciate you watching. And I it. want to say one more
1: thing. You know how the old cliche is: no one remembers who lost in the in, in the Super Bowl. Buffalo no remembers who fish. Bull crap. Buffalo no one remembers. No one remembers the '91 Redskins. No one. They just Good know point. that Bulls Bills lost that Super Bowl. So all these cliches and all this rhetoric, BS, it's crap. It's a fallacy. People do remember who was second.
0: They do, and Minnesota as well. So I will say this, though it is great to have everyone here. Who Minnesota? Remember when they lost during the Bud Grant years?
1: Yeah, friend Tarkenton. No one remembers the Vikings losing in the seventies.
0: But they lost what four times? They've lost. Yeah, one times. with Joe Cap,
1: and three with uh, Tarkenton. Yeah,
0: and, but I'm talking about Bud and, Grant, the coach. And, and, Bud, was and, he was yeah, he Kraft, all yeah, of them? Yeah,
1: Bud Grant lost all, all four. And everybody,
2: everybody right. out there for a laugh tonight, YouTube. Old man fight Joe Cat versus Angela Oh My <laughs> It's the funniest thing you'll watch all week. I, gar- I guarantee it. I guarantee it.
0: It is. It's funny. Um, that noise, Kurt, that you're hearing in, in uh, Los Angeles in regards to Herbert. It's actually the cash register ring, cha-ching, because he just got paid. Actually, that's not that's
1: not the cash register in L.A.
0: Well, even that's the cash
1: register in Kansas City for Patrick Mahomes' agent going.
0: Yeah, I'll take some of that. I'll take more than that.
1: uh, Kansas City, um, we're gonna need to renegotiate our contracts. (laughs) for the guy who's played 6 seasons and is already a 1st Bow Hall of Famer.
0: Even it does even with the funny money in the NFL with about guaranteed what's not guaranteed that's still going to be a nice chunk of change.
1: First of all, when it comes to quarterbacks, it's all guaranteed.
0: <laughs> Almost. What all. quarterback
1: have you seen get cut early?
0: It's a good no. question. Sometimes the rookie quarterbacks do.
1: I'm talking about the real quarterbacks, not the
0: well, I'm just telling you, you asked me a question. I told you an answer. You were wrong. I'm talking about no, it's right. It's the rookie quarterbacks. They they usually. I'm talking about just,
1: starters, not freaking rookie quarterbacks that don't know how to play. They throw them out together.
0: there. They throw them out there. They 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 fall, flounder in, some, in a lot of Stop cases. Stop trying to they're back trying up to
1: your rookie. mistake. Not, no, I already know what i
0: It was not a mistake. <laughs> it's the truth.
1: By the way, Angelo swinging that cane was bad for him. So for those of you who haven't seen that video, Angelo should not have used his cane because the retaliation was justified just because he used the cane. He shouldn't have used the cane. And And, if and I mean
2: You hear it, you hear the sound.
1: Yeah. You it, hear the
2: sound. It, yeah. Joe Cap is wearing glasses and you actually hear the sound of the cane hitting the glasses. He's yeah, lucky it he can take his eye off. It was quite
1: funny. <laughs> it was quite funny. Uh, I've seen some old man fights before on, on, on YouTube and that that the tops
2: big, yeah, nothing that yeah, tops. That's that still one. the
1: best one because of the yeah. the right hook.
2: Oh, or I should say the yeah. right
1: the right whatever that was. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like some weird half ass like jab yeah, Joe of, like weird old bad hook.
1: <laughs> Joe Joe couldn't quite extend that wrist <laughs> enough oh man that's funny i'm gonna go watch it after the show
0: i bet you will indeed but once again it is the lakers fast break truly appreciate you being here we're going to be back tomorrow earlier time for our east coast watch viewers and listeners, and also our east coast panelists mr sean grice going to be here five o'clock pacific eight o'clock eastern that's what we're shooting for that's what we'll try and schedule out for what are we going to cover for tomorrow my friend We're covering the
2: FIBA World Cup, Gerald. And uh, before we head into the preview, Mm -hmm. Gerald, Mm -hmm. seven either current Lakers or former Lakers are playing in the FIBA World Cup tournament. Can Gerald name all of those seven current or former Lakers?
0: Absolutely not.
2: Okay. Can you name at least four? He will by tonight.
0: You, you should be able
2: to name four just off the well, top let me see of your the, head. Well,
0: let me see the roster. Who's on the roster? I haven't looked it up yet. Oh, I mean, obviously, Austin Reeves, we know that. I think yeah. That's right there. So
2: Austin Reeves and Brendan Ingram are on Team USA. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson is on the Philippines. Okay.
0: All Yuri right. Hashimura for Japan. And apparently correct. Kyle
2: Anderson is Chinese now. Yeah, correct. The great, Gabe
0: Vincent uh, for Nigeria. By the way, I'm
1: Bulgarian now because I choose to be.
0: I remember Gabe Vincent said he would rather win a gold medal in the Olympics for Nigeria than win a world championship for an NBA team.
2: Yeah, he did say that, but he also said in an interview that he wants to win a world championship, though. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. like
0: he doesn't want to win a world championship, but he, he but you, know, you got to credit the guy. He wants to win a gold medal for his country because he knows what it would do for his country. Wait, that, did you say is... Gabe Vincent? Yeah, yeah, Gabe Vincent. He's playing. He's from for Nigeria. Nigeria. Uh, dual citizenship. Yeah, it's one of those things where where if they they know he has a heritage, they seek him out. They ask him to join the team. Like the Philippines oft, often does that, where they have individuals that have you know have uh, you know fit Wasn't some. Gabe Vincent born in Modesto, California.
2: Yeah, Justin Justin Brownlee it's heritage. Played. Yeah. Justin Brownlee played for years for the Philippines. He's a pretty good uh, player in college. So,
0: yeah, Gerald, it happens. The um, ladies Filipino team that uh, won in the World Cup, won a game in the World Cup. Two Americans from California on that team.
2: That's really cool. Yeah. Isaac ba- Isaac Bonga for uh, Germany. I can see his, face.
0: his face is curling up as we see it, Sean.
2: <laughs> and uh, Gerald. Uh, last but not least, who could forget Marcelo Huertas, a.k.a. Kleinfeld, oh, for uh, Brazil? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. You seem very angry, or not very angry, but you seem irritated. return. Yeah, yeah. irritated. So, okay, let's say Gabe, Gabe Vincent's not going to make the Team FIBA roster, Team USA roster, but let's say Nigeria wants to go ahead and reach out and make, he can do yeah. wonders where, for them. Where team. is he from, Nigeria? He was born
1: in Modesto.
0: His parents, mm-hmm. his heritage. My heritage is uh, Babylonia. So, Beth, the team Babylonia builds a where? Team. They're the team. They're coming for you, my friend. A break. They've got well, you on the an American.
1: The he was born yeah. here.
0: Okay. Kyle, Kyle
1: Anderson, is Anderson is Chinese.
0: You cannot tell me you've not heard this before. Where I don't want to
1: hear it. it. I don't want to hear it. These guys are born here. What do you mean they're from Nigeria or they feel like they're from Nigeria? This is a valid question, guys. No, that is Explain a valid question. When to me, question, how someone Joe. is
2: born in California, Nigerian, all of a sudden? Because the, because because FIBA is a very corrupt organization, my friend. It's not
0: just FIBA. It's it's the like I just said. We we're talking about the World Cup they allowed the two um, you know, American players from California to play on the Filipino team. They allowed all the same. Mm-hmm.
1: Did it's they the walk app. into the office? Hmm.
0: No, the Filipino team. I did a 23
1: and me 18% of my heritage is in Sicily. Now really? I'm Italian. Really? No, I'm giving you an example. <laughs> So how, when were you in Sicily? Never. I was born in uh, Rochester, New York. This leads huh? to a
0: better understanding have of sarcasm.
2: Heritage.
0: But if you are have Italian heritage, it Team Italy might come for you. If you're a good enough player.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like Manu Ginobili, right? He's Argentinian, but he played for Uh, his entire career almost in Italy before the Spurs. So he could have played for either or. He just decided to play for Argentina. Guys like this have decisions all the time. And it's like Gerald was saying, Gabe Vincent can, can play a primary role on Team Nigeria. He wouldn't with Team USA.
0: How good would it be for that country, you know, to see them play well? It would be, and even win one game or two games in a FIBA set. That goes a long way for the program, and Gabe Vincent knows that. That's why he's doing it. But then these other players that that can't make the Team USA team. Do get tired of
1: fake? Do any of you guys get tired of just everything being bullcrap and fake? You're telling me this isn't fake? What's the point? Oh, this is going to make everyone happy.
0: Just an option. Joe. I
1: feel like I'm this because whatever. I don't just this, this stupid. This is stupid. Absolutely
0: stupid. I don't, I disagree entirely on that. I think it's a great story and I'm happy for Gabe Vincent and hopefully he'll translate that success. But At least Joe, you could say, Hey, he's hey Joe,
2: it. Joe, remember, remember something, remember something, right? Joel Embiid has. Cameroonian citizenship, French citizenship, and United States citizenship. He could decide whatever country he wants to play for in the next World Cup.
1: Where was he born? Cameroon, right?
2: He was born in the Cameroon, but he does have French and now uh, United States citizenship. So it's potential that going in the Olympics next year... France- Kurt made a great point. Shaquille
1: O'Neal can play for Ireland now, right?
2: I mean if he want if he had the citizenship, he sure as hell could. If they qualify if they were a uh, an actual qualification team, yeah, he could. He could have.
0: Do you really want a 50 55 year old center right now on your team? No. Definitely not. I know I get your point. I'm just teasing on again, I think it's a good story. So I, my hat's off to Gabe. It's at worst, Joe, he's at least, you at least know he's practicing every day. He's staying in shape. He's getting his shots up. Yeah. And he's going to play a major role in that team, which may help translate to a successful off season, translating into a good season with the Lakers. At least you've got to go ahead and admit that, you know, it's better than sometimes just running up and down at the YMCA or, going with your private practices with, with, you know, the the two or three coaches that you've hired, this could be a great way for someone to go ahead and stay in shape in the offseason. You
1: no, know, he can play against NBA-caliber players on his team and practice that way. He's not going to play in some gym at the 24-hour fitness.
0: Come on. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. He's gonna, he
1: can play at El Segundo and get a couple of guys that are actually going to play with him and create chemistry right there. That's more valuable than deciding to be Nigerian out of nowhere and playing for the national team.
2: Well to be to be fair, it's a it, it states his father is a national Nigerian. So I, I guess according to FIBA rules, um, you can you can apply for citizenship and become a naturalized citizen. I mean, Joe, you like you, you you he's understand just not having this. Yeah, he's not having it, but it's just it's just the way it is with uh with an organization like FIBA and FIFA. They're allowed to bend the rules, even break them, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, that's just you know, what are you gonna say, Joe, other than French toast? Uh what FIBA's doing. That's that's pretty much all you could say. I don't think
1: it's I don't I don't think I'm blaming FIBA, I just think it's it's, 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 it's more the individual deciding that again they identify as something that they're not.
0: So is that any worse? Or it sounds like it's worse than Rui Hashimura playing for Japan, Japanese.
1: Well, his father's Japan, right? From, Jap- from Japan.
0: Yeah, but it, how's that worse from Gabe Vincent? Because didn't we just say Gabe Vincent's dad was, from Nigeria? Was, was Rui
2: born in America?
0: Wasn't he born no, on No? No, he was born in Japan. I thought he was
2: born in. Okanawa, I thought he was born on the. Was,
0: the wasn't he born to- on a base?
2: Toya to-
0: Toyayama, Gerald. Toyoyama. Okay. He, yeah. I thought he was born on a base, my my mistake. So
1: just so it. you guys know that I know the difference here, right? So wasn't uh Steve Kerr born in Turkey or something? Because his dad was a
0: army base, right? International. Steve
2: Steve Nash was born in South Africa.
1: That's it, South Africa. So there but he his father was a
2: a Canadian. A Canadian
1: businessman. He was a teacher, wasn't he? He was yes. a international affair type guy, right? Yes.
2: A diplomat, and,
1: yes. And and they're 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 on at, at American embassies that where they work at, and that's what happened there. So that's in my opinion, you're still on American soil when you're at an embassy in another country. I'd say that's the only one I'd, that would make sense. She's still in America, but you happen to be there, right? But Rui was born in Japan to a father. Who is Japanese? There's a difference that from a guy born in Modesto, California, whose dad is from Nigeria, and all of a sudden now he's Nigerian.
0: So Carl Anthony Towns, who could theoretically play on Team USA, as Kurt is mentioning, is playing for the Dominican Republic. So's Chris Duarte. So's Al Horford. Al Horford, I understand, because of the relationship to his father, Tito Horford, who was a center, journeyman center in the NBA, who was directly from the Dominican Republic. And there you go.
2: Chris Dewarte was born in Canada, but yet he's playing for the the Dominican Republic. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So So, uh, who's willing to give you the playing time? Yeah. That's often how we're. And this goes back a long way. This isn't something new. Bobby, Bobby Hull uh, had, a, had a son named Brett Hall. Brett Hull was one of the greatest goal scorers of his generation, just like his dad was. But eventually he had to make a decision. Who do I play for? Team USA or Team Canada? My mother's American. My mother's Canadian, excuse me. My dad's American. I'm going to play for America. His choice. And if somebody's willing to give you the opportunity,
0: you take it. Joe's still not having any of it.
1: (laughs) What was the old term in the 90s, early 90s? Dre and them, Mark, ass, busters. (laughs) Everywhere. Worse than ever. Bunch of fakes. Fake Instagram people, fake citizenships, fake Americans. No loyalty to their country. You can suck it. I'm not going to ever buy into it. Okay. You don't believe me? we see it there you go
0: once again it's the lakers fast break one thank you so much for watching listening. it is joe sorrow the patriot indeed plus also as well the madman from toronto he is the magic man sean grice hopefully well rested after his long day on the job hard work hard working man indeed it is late, so we're going to go ahead and check on out. But thanks again for watching listening. If you have not yet subscribed, please do so today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Sacred Fast break. Please join us tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, where we're going to be talking Joe's favorite subject, as I just found out within the past few minutes, international basketball. We're going to be talking FIBA <laughs> and the World Cup and all the great teams there. So please join us for that, plus any NBA news information. Once again, congratulations again to obviously the James family. We did get the great news that Bronny James has been released from the USC Medical Center and has been uh, home. He's home. He's resting after uh, obviously a very troublesome week going into cardiac arrest, but they did deem it, according to his doctor, a successful treatment for cardiac arrest and he is back home resting. Guys, any last thoughts on that before we head on out? I'm just, best case I'm scenario just, right there.
2: Like for 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 somebody to have a cardiac arrest and now you're basically out of an ER within 24 hours, like less than, and now you're on the mend. That's fantastic. This is the best case scenario that could have happened with, uh, with that tragic, traumatic event. And, um, you know, it it also looks like Gerald that it was just a sudden cardiac event and, uh, it doesn't look like it'll, it'll linger at all. Um, some, some, some men and women get lucky that way. Um, Gerald, uh, about 10 years ago, there was, uh, an incident at, uh, Dallas, uh, arena between, uh, the Dallas stars and, uh, Rich Peverly actually went into cardiac arrest himself, but uh, he was on the bench. He wasn't on the ice. And um, a defibrillator had to be used to uh, to bring Rich back. And uh, unfortunately, he he uh, that was the end of his hockey career, Giro. But he says that uh, it, it, there was no lasting damage from it, even though it was a traumatic event as well. And we can hopefully hope for the same thing for Barani, that he's just got a really strong heart that's how he came back from this and he continues to be on the mend i just i'm i'm grateful and uh i'll be saying prayers for their family
0: joe any last thoughts this is obviously uh, the best situation that you can have under the circumstances any last thoughts on Bronny james before we head on
1: out just keep getting better and yeah. uh hopefully he's got a career still
0: i hope so as well I'm hoping for the best for them the james family and also obviously, Bronny James, looking forward to hearing more good news, hopefully on the way sometime real soon. And when it happens, we'll go ahead and update you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, Kurt says, I'm glad she was able to pave her own way instead of special treatment as Val Kilmer's daughter. <laughs> okay. Uh, I Yeah, I, was, I got caught in the middle of that one, so maybe I should have uh, read a little bit more into that one. Uh, but yes, Kurt says glad to hear Bronny is better. Absolutely, absolutely indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, to start your weekend off right. I put the word out already for Jamie Sweet if he's gonna be back for Laker Holics on the weekend, on Lakers weekend. And of course, everybody is dying to know if Laker Tom will make his return uh, or is he scared? Uh, what's go on as far as the uh, return to lakers fast break i hope not because you know for all the kidding we give laker tom we do love him have him, we do love having him on the show and uh, one last note uh, before we announce stone hansen uh, he we and i did talk this morning I'll let him go ahead and say what he needs to say. He is going to stop by. He said on a on a future episode, real soon, to talk about his status uh, in basketball going forward. And I'll I'll leave it at that. But uh, I will say again, I appreciate everything that he's given for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. He is welcome anytime he so chooses to be on this show. So looking forward to hearing what he has to say on an upcoming episode as well. But uh, also, Jeff, you know where I'm at. Gave you my email. If you want to stop on by, Empire Jeff TV, go ahead and do so right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrow, the guy who's giving you the Jack Nicholson shining smile right there with the Chaka bra, indeed. Also as well, the man. Oh, my gosh. That mamba is just scaring me out there. The mamba shirt right there with with Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching this thing. It is truly appreciated. I don't even want to go into tr- any Trojan jokes on the way out, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys do that. So it is the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for watching listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking FIBA basketball and any NBA news. If anything in the NBA will happen, we will cover Anthony Davis's extension next week that we will cover next week on the show been saving that for next week because i know that's a major issue with lakers fans so we'll talk about that next week but tomorrow it is FIFA basketball heading into another great lakers weekend right here with us a little bit earlier for you east coast people tomorrow right here at the lakers fast break podcast